So you started your small business, but now you're at the crossroads trying to decide whether or not to invest in a brand designer or build it yourself. And obviously the daunting question, how and where do you even start when building your own brand? In today's episode, I'll be going through when it's right to invest and when it's perfectly fine to DIY your brand. You'll leave here with the confidence knowing you've made the right decision and how to get your brand identity off the ground with little to no budget. Welcome to the Brand Made Podcast. Thanks for joining me here, self-made listeners. I'm your host, Olivia Goodenough. I think it comes down to what type of business you're running. If it's a small startup with a team of people, I think investing in at the start is a great idea for you and for your whole team to get on the same page um, at the beginning. But if you're a one person team, sort of a personal brand and just starting out, I would say I don't think it's necessary the first thing you need to do. Obviously, having a brand in place before you launch is a must, but investing in one might not be right for you at the beginning. I understand that this might sound strange coming from a brand designer telling you not to invest in one, but I want to debunk this myth that you need a professional design to start with. I didn't become a brand strategist to force other business owners to work with me. I want to work with people who actually want to work with me and are excited to build a brand together, not riddled with fear and doubt because that will just take us down a road that isn't going to be beneficial for either of us. Obviously, I do want to talk about it because I want a lot of people to know I offer these services and I'm passionate about it, but it's not my job or I've never been inclined to force it upon someone that's not ready yet. I think there's this lot of pressure online from for small online business owners to spend lots of money before they've even started making anything within their businesses. And I don't agree with that. I just want to sort of rewrite that narrative today and say investing doesn't grant you a ticket to success. I've learned firsthand that it's not one thing that will make you successful. It will be down to multiple things that will play a a part within your success. I'd recommend if you're just starting out and you just want to sort of, you know, test the waters, get a feel and some clarity around what do you want from your brand or small business. Time to experiment really and figure out who is it that you you would actually like to work with and what services or products do you actually want to offer. If you do this before investing, you'll be able to have a better understanding about what it is that you want from your brand. I will warn you that if you do decide to DIY your brand later on, you may obviously hit a few hiccups down the road and you could avoid these by investing sooner rather than later. And these could cost a little bit, obviously, but it's a toss up between launching with a DIY brand now or launching with debt or even never launching because of the little budget. And I would always encourage you to start with the DIY brand option. Um, that's why I actually do offers consultations to give as much help and support I can within an hour obviously by having a professional create your brand you will make a better first impression with your audience and figure out things maybe a bit quicker but it doesn't mean to say that if you design it yourself no one will like you Um, but I think your brand is going to be successful because of you at the end of the day So you may hear a few hiccups obviously down the road and unfortunately that's bound to happen if you DIY your brand. You haven't done it before with with someone who has experience with it and I also think we need to be mindful that everyone has a different budget and responsibilities. Speaking from personal experience here because I definitely didn't have a great deal of funds to start my small business so I understand the struggles 
obviously I was fortunate enough because I had the knowledge and the design skills to design my brand professionally. But one thing that kind of frustrates me is sometimes when people talk about money versus time and they say that time is money or whatever. But for some of you listening, I'm sure you might have more time to invest than money right now. And sometimes we have to use that as our currency to start out with. You shouldn't be made to feel guilty that you're not investing in someone else's services because everyone has a different journey and yours it should look different from the person next to you. I mean, if you have a family and that you're supporting and you don't have the budget to invest in your brand, I don't want you to stop. I don't want that to stop you from starting your business. I think you should be able to start anyway. And if a three-figure budget isn't there, then I recommend doing a DIY brand instead. Obviously, may need to have some budget of for necessities like website hosting and um, maybe the Canva I know there's a free option of Canva but maybe going on to like the paid version and there's there are certain areas that you're going to need a little bit of money to invest in but in my eyes it's far better to grow slowly rather than throwing yourself into the deep end getting yourself into debt and then growing from a place of fear and anxiety it's perfectly accessible to build your brand identity and DIY from home there are so many resources out there plus with the points I'm about to share in this episode today you'll have the tools to put your brand into place in no time and feel less worried about doing it all yourself I will always suggest that you start with strategy as the first point in your DIY branding building exercise because It will give you so much more clarity and you'll get to ask yourself the right questions, even if you're not 100% sure on the answers at that stage. Obviously, you can tweak things as you go along and DIYing your brand allows you to do this. You're not investing at this point, so you can kind of take the time here to figure out a few things. Strategy is so important because you need to have some clarity around what you want to achieve from your brand. And in my brand, I think I built I built it a little bit haphazardly without it and it did not work out. Strategy will help you build a brand with more depth and meaning and should be getting a better and clearer understanding than if you just had brand visuals to go on. Your brand strategy should include things like your story, values, your why, ideal client, unique selling point, your competitor research and I have done already a full episode on how to build your brand strategy in five simple steps from home so if you do need guidance then definitely go and listen to that episode after this one I think it's episode number three um but I understand obviously we are all tempted to jump (laughs) into the visual side of building a brand that is my favorite part in the process of building a brand but strategy pushes you to see your your brand beyond the design and really without those visual cues you should be able to describe your brand's personality easily and in depth to someone as if it was actually a real person that you're describing have a booklet with all your brand strategy information research even questions that you've left unanswered but keep it in a file on your laptop or print it out as a physical copy is what I like to do and have it somewhere you can actually refer back to and add thoughts and make adjustments as you need to. 
Then we have building your visual brand language. And this is obviously the exciting part where you get to have some time building a sense of who your brand is in a visual sense. So refer back to the strategy and align your look and feel with this. So are you more bold, edgy, traditional, calm? Working this out first is best practice before your brain washes you with current trends. The best way to gain a sense of who your brand style is, is through a mood board. And this shouldn't be limited to logo designs and colors, but textures, objects, photography. So once you've picked a logo, fonts and colors, they look like they fit within that mood board. So how to design a logo on a budget? Well, there's a couple of ways to go about this. If you have no budget and you want to DIY your logo, this could mean using either Canva or I think Adobe does like one free month trial sort of thing. So you could sign up to illustrate and create your own logo design on there. Obviously this would mean taking some time to teach yourself and how to design a logo. And if you're thinking of doing this, I would always recommend going simple as possible. Literally picking a very nice font and your, and your brand name. Don't try and add too many elements, icons, because then it can look quite childish quite quickly if you haven't got that design eye. And that's not me being mean or anything. I just want to put that out there. Um, the more elements you add, the more opportunity for it to basically look like a two-year-old did it. And we want to stay clear of that. So your logo needs to be clear, flexible, and recognizable. My preferred method if you are DIYing, DIYing a logo is pre-made logos. If you do have a small budget, you can then browse and purchase pre-made logos online and edit them. This means you can take your time looking for the right logo and finding something that actually looks pretty professional that you wouldn't have been able to create yourself. So if you are thinking pre-made logos are the way forward for you, I do have some very exciting news that I will be launching the brand shop. This will include logo collections. So you don't just have to decide on one when you purchase it, you'll be able to have a look at a range and edit the templates. So if you do grow out one, you have a collection of others to choose from. But the best part is I'm excited that each pre-made logo collection, they come with a new font that I've designed specially. There's been a lot of time and care and attention to detail within these. The only reason of the lower price tag is because they are being sold as a mass product and not on a one-to-one basis or one-off purchase. So it makes it affordable for everyone. Top tip for designing your logo or picking a logo, stay away from everything that is too obvious. For example, if you're a wedding photographer, you don't need a camera as your logo symbol. It's so generic and just really not needed. If you're not sure on what to pick, I always say simple is a good rule of thumb. So moving on after logos, then you need to pick some brand fonts. And I like to look at this as your visual tone of voice. So make sure you're referring back to your strategy and working out how you would like to come across to your ideal customers. Within a brand, you will have a collection of fonts to use from. I suggest having at least four to six fonts, a font selection for each, a main title, subtitle, paragraph and then a little accent font is always nice. This creates a font hierarchy on how you'll use each one and where. To keep in mind certain rules for each of the fonts, a paragraph font main priority is that it needs to be easily to read whether that's on a laptop or mobile. 
Whereas a main title font, you can play a little less, you can play, be a little less safe here and actually pick something with more contrasting thickness, extra details or in bold. Make sure to evaluate how they look together. So your fonts can be different, but should work as a pair or complement each other in some way. So you might be wondering where to find fonts. Well, again, you can find some pretty great free fonts on either Google Fonts, Squirrel Font and DA font as well. Make sure to look at the terms and conditions with each font that you download just to make sure that you can use it for business purposes. But if you want to splash out a little bit on some nicer, possibly more unique fonts for your brand, then I would recommend browsing Creative Market. Buying a unique font will help you up-level your brand visuals um, and make your brand look more special in a way so I do think it is worth doing however if you do not have the budget then don't stress you can stick to google fonts and that's absolutely fine too next phase is color palette you need to pick your brand colors and it's actually a really powerful tool within your branding because it can increase your brand recognition by 80 percent and uh, just to do like a little exercise if you think about Facebook honestly the color blue pops up into your head and if you think about coca-cola the color red comes up into your head so it's it's so powerful so do make sure you take great care in picking them and uh, picking a good color palette and are using them actually actively and most importantly staying consistent with them so you might now be wondering how to pick colors and there's a few different ways to pick colors. Looking at the meaning behind each color and picking one that represents your brand best is definitely a way to select one. Another method is looking at the colors popular within your industry and actually deciding to pick something different to stand out from the rest. And another method is you could also do a combination of these both these um, methods I suggest you having three to five colors out of this one or two are your main brand colors um, hero colors and the rest are either supporting or neutral colors so you have a palette that works and supports each other together I've actually already done a full episode on touch points you should be including, but I just want to take a moment here to give you a few things that is important to set up for your brand. And one is your website. There are so many uh, do-it-yourself hosting websites out there such as Squarespace, Wix, Showit and WordPress. Make sure you're choosing the best platform for your business. Now a website is where you need to create a good first impression. Provide important information and make sure it's easy for your audience to use and no fuss. So what we don't want to do is making our audience work harder than they need to because the likelihood is they will exit out. Now, your website is a great opportunity to display your brand personality even more. And that can be done through the layout, through the photos you include, um, and through the fonts um, that you've already selected and colors and textures and the background and also the dynamic elements that you decide to implement. So definitely do take time figuring out how you want your website to look. And also, if you need more information, then definitely go listen to um, the, I think it was called the five touch points. 
Now, also, if you're a small business, you should probably have a some sort of social media presence online. And um, for example, let's just look at Instagram because they have a feed um, with images and that's sort of an extension of your brand. So it's great to actually make your own templates to edit and saves you loads of time when you need to post something next and keep your feed in keeping with the brand guidelines that you've already DIY'd before. Now you've probably already heard about content pillars, but this is also quite a important part of your branding. So put some great time and attention into which content pillars you want your brand to be associated with. So I suggest having about one core content pillar, usually related to the product or service that um, that you are offering and then having four others or up to four others supporting around this just to give you a bit of an example my content um, core pillar is anything to do with branding because obviously I offer branding services I also have small business content productivity tips and graphic design so you can alternate through these within the month and it's to help you out essentially if you run dry within one topic um, and you feel inspired within another so from week to week you can sort of rotate through these we have come to the end of today's episode i'm so glad you stayed at to the very end and i hope you've taken that pressure off investing within your brand and feel motivated to start DIYing your own. You now have the steps to build your brand identity. It's just now up to you to start putting it into action. Once again, if you haven't heard the brand strategy episode, then do go have a listen. It's really in depth. And if you do have any issues while you're trying to build your brand, I have a free resource section for you to ask your branding questions. Either I'll answer them on here on the episode or I will email you directly with my personal advice. I also have another paid service. Besides the full branding service, I offer consultation calls and we can go through your brand together over Zoom and I can give you a full hour of advice and answer all your questions. If you already know what you're doing with your brand, just need some professional visuals for a quarter of the price, I have you covered because the brand shop will be launching very soon and I'll be offering for a limited time only 10% off your first order. So if you do want to go grab that code sign up to my email list um, and the link is in the description bar so now you do have everything you need to start DIYing your brand today and take back control of how you want to begin in your small business and rather having to invest um, large amounts of money before you feel ready Thank you to all the self-made listeners for tuning into the Brand Made Podcast. I really hope this episode empowered you. If you found it helpful, please do share it with your fellow small business owners and get in touch with me over on Instagram. The link is in the description bar. Once again, I really appreciate you all and I hope to see you here next week. Have a wonderful day and goodbye for now.